Hi there. Welcome to the Laura Horn Art Podcast. I'd love for you to grab a cup of tea and join us for a chat about all things creative. Hello, Laura. How are you going? I'm really good. I'm pleased to say that I actually feel well rested for this conversation. And I know last time we spoke, it was the very beginning of our week away. And just it took a few days for us to unwind. So I hadn't quite got there yet. You know, I'd been working really hard and getting our new online class up and running and yeah but eventually we were able to stop and go for walks and go swimming with the kids and eat takeaway and I was surprised at how long it took us to actually settle in yeah it makes you realize we have been um going pretty hard for the last few months and it took us a yeah it took us a little while to be able to three days almost. yeah just to really relax but once we did it was fantastic yeah, and was much great. needed and I feel really like re-energized and, and ready for the year ahead but having said that while we were on holidays it didn't completely stop working <laughs> I was um I was actually in the afternoon so we tend to like head out and we go swimming and then the kids would kind of get exhausted and everyone would be kind of happy to just flop in the afternoons on the couch on their bed or and I was just lying down and I'd find myself reading a bit and catching up on books which was fantastic and then I'd get on my phone and flick around on Instagram and yeah I I started to sort of have a look at Instagram again in a new way last year sort of a about halfway through the year I kind of just stepped away a bit from Instagram and I think I just did that because I'd been on the platform for a long time and you know it can get kind of overwhelming when you've been posting every day for several years and I just needed to I don't know take a bit of a break so when I say step away from the platform I was still posting nearly every day but I just wasn't maybe quite as active on it so I'd post to maybe just walk away or I didn't really keep up as much with new features and things like that I was just taking a bit of an Instagram breather in a way and I was focusing more on some other things that were important to me like getting my website functioning as I wanted it to and building my email list but while we we're on holidays I started getting back into posting and I did a couple of posts that were really really engaging and more so than what I've had recently it really got me thinking about it's not enough anymore on Instagram to just post a nice photograph of a piece of art you know they a few years ago that that would do really well but Instagram has evolved and it has become a a more engaging platform and because of that different types of posts are doing well mostly it's the posts that really focus on the social side and the engaging aspects of Instagram so I realized that I really needed to change my approach and and kind of get out of my probably my 2017 or 16 strategy that I've still been running with and bring my strategy for Instagram up to date for 2019. So that's what I was thinking about as I was meant to be having my holiday. (laughs) While I was lying on the bed, I was thinking I probably need to kind of up my Instagram a little bit. You know, I thought I was doing well, but things are are always changing. And I I think, to be honest, I I probably need to to be changing too. The thing about Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, nobody knows how the algorithm works. It's always trial and error. It is a lot of trial and error and it can can take time and and that's where for me it's always a really delicate balance between having a good solid Instagram strategy but then also balancing that with the other needs of my business and also you know family needs and things like that so it's, it's about having a healthy balance. Instagram is always a very powerful tool as a part of the business. There was a moment about four months ago where you 
you just let it go almost? Yeah, I did kind of just let it sort of sit there for a bit. Um, But I was doing some very important work in the background and that was actually recognising that Instagram is in everything. What I was doing was, I guess, in a way, future-proofing my business. I was building my other platforms as well. So it's hard to do everything. So I probably did take my foot off the gas on Instagram a little bit so that I could um, improve my website and also develop a strategy over on Pinterest so that I wasn't putting all my eggs in the Instagram basket. But in doing that, I probably did actually just let it go a little bit too much. And that's why I'm looking now at improving my Instagram approaches for this year. Yeah, because isn't that the most important platform your website yes like i really do believe that your website is your most important place you know that's what you really need to nurture and grow and i mainly use instagram to get people over to my website so that's one of the things that has become really clear to me so it's changed over time my original purpose for instagram was different when i first started painting and sharing my art instagram was more about personal accountability it was a way of showing up and encouraging me to keep posting and which kept me creating so it was it wasn't about a business it wasn't about selling art it wasn't about connecting with um, new audiences and things like that that's only happened since i've developed a business around my art So the purpose has changed, but now the purpose is very much around getting people over to my website where they can find out more about my business and what I've got to offer as far as helping people tap into their creativity and develop online businesses so that they can learn from, I guess, our experiences. And what you were working on in the background Mm. was making sure that when people got to your website that they were going to stay there. Yes. So when you said you took a bit of a break, yeah, I was working on um, creating a more engaging website and being able to really think about how people move through the website and whether they can find what they're looking for and to be able to showcase the online classes that we've created and you know other resources blog posts and things like that so uh yeah but it really it's all about it all working together isn't it if instagram was to stop working tomorrow forever does that mean your business is finished yeah so you've got to you've got to protect yourself that's right and i was very conscious of that of having just you know you being an Instagram artist and having everything attached with Instagram like selling off directly off Instagram and things like that so I really wanted to can you do that can you sell directly off Instagram when I say directly off Instagram there are some artists that will post work on Instagram offer it for sale so put the price up on Instagram mm-hmm. the people will contact them to say in they DM. want in a, in a DM okay And then they might have another method for, you know, so they might use PayPal or something like that. They'll then send over an invoice. But Instagram's sort of the main point of interaction. There is also now shoppable Instagram posts. I'm aware of if you have 10,000 or more followers, you Mm. can get the swipe up feature. That's right. Yes. But you're saying there's something called shoppable. Yes. So early last year, Instagram rolled out shoppable um, posts but you do need to meet a criteria in order to be able to apply for it you need to set up a Facebook what do they call that Facebook catalogue so you've got to have your inventory via Facebook and there is a way to connect it up with Squarespace because I was researching that too so I don't have that yet Um, it's something that 
I'm thinking about. I'll You've talk, never needed it. Yeah, because a lot of what we sell at the moment is online classes. The shoppable posts are for physical items, so like clothes, jewellery. That's where it's really taken off in that arena. Um, but it's not to say if you're selling prints and things like that or paintings, original paintings, they're physical products, you could have shoppable posts. This is something we'll be looking into the next week. Yeah, so with our online shop almost ready for a mm. new release of work, uh, we it has got me thinking about... Um, what are the e-commerce capabilities of Instagram? You know, Instagram has changed quite a lot. You mm. know, it is increasingly becoming a business platform. Yeah. Facebook bought Instagram. It's, there's now advertising on there. There didn't used to be. So there's all these sorts of things. So one of the things that I will be focusing on this year is getting myself up to speed and exploring the e-commerce capabilities of Instagram. So at the moment, I am using the swipe up feature on Instagram stories it is only available if you have 10,000 uh, followers it's a fantastic tool if you have access to it how do you I've... get 10,000 followers <laughs> <laughs> well you've got to do some of the other things that we're going to talk about here yeah yeah so but if you don't have 10,000 followers on Instagram you can still use stories to attract people over to your website or use direct messages to mm-hmm. send them links to things and so you can still use Instagram Instagram stories to encourage people over to your website but it is so much easier with that link Uh, the other thing that I use is the link in the bio so I used to use Linktree and I mentioned that in a podcast episode don't know what the episode number is but it was the one on powerful online tools for your creative business and I mentioned using Linktree I have since changed and I'm not using Linktree anymore and I'm using my own landing page that I built in Squarespace. And I wanted to do that because, first of all, you do have to pay for Linktree, but that wasn't the reason. That was just this. I was happy to pay for it. But um, actually, do you know somebody, and again, I don't have the name, but a lovely person sent me a link to a resource about how to build your own Instagram landing page in Squarespace. The person had listened to my podcast and then thought I might enjoy this little kind of like a hack, I suppose. The link was for a website called Big, I hope I get this right now, Big Cat Creative. And she has a post on how to build your own little landing page. And so in your link, you can then have just like a little optimized page for Instagram where you can link, you can have buttons for different things and you can showcase whatever is important to you at the time. And the great thing is, is you can track your analytics from it so you can see what people are. How so- do you get 10,000 followers on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want 10,000 followers on your account? I don't know know 10,000 people. All right. So the one thing that I think most of us know, but in case we don't, video is massive. I was watching a video on printing. The photographer who was printing was uh, imploring all photographers to print their work. And he says, when you look at a screen, you tend to expect stuff to move on it. Because you've grown up watching TV, you go Mm. to the cinema, you play video games, even on your phone. And he says, as a photographer, you look at the image and it doesn't move. And your brain, it's kind of like playing a trick on you. He says, when you print something, you look at it, it's a photograph. You're more in touch with that photograph. Mm. And I was thinking to myself, videos have always done better than photographs for us. 
on Instagram? Yeah, so back when my Instagram account kind of uh, boomed, so I went quite quickly from, I don't know, I think it was probably from about 10,000 followers to 40,000 followers in a short space of time. And the change in that time was when we started posting up videos. We started just doing little time lapses and things like that. It's hard to believe that we were practicing for these online courses way back then, isn't it? Yeah, and we weren't really doing it for a video strategy for Instagram. We were doing it because we were practicing for moving into becoming online course creators. It gave our Instagram, the Laura Hornar Instagram account, a big, big boost. Then we started creating online classes and we we got focused in that and we sort of stopped posting video. When you start doing um, uh, commissions, there yeah. was a lot more still photography. Yeah, and it, it wasn't planned, but it just kind of dropped off. We yeah. sort of stopped posting videos on Instagram and, and things slowed down quite dramatically as far as engagement and growth of followers. I didn't really think about it too much, though. just sort of went along with it. And then a few months ago, things really started to slow down. I was really noticing that I wasn't getting the growth that I used to by a long shot wasn't there something peculiar in there like you would get 15 followers one day and lose 15 followers the very next day for a little while I was sort of staying like I was sort of staying quite stagnant and that was just unusual I wondered like you know there's a lot of rumors that go around whether you've been shadow Shadow banned or something like that I was wondering whether maybe my posts weren't showing up in hashtags anymore and I started digging around a bit to see what was going on and you know you don't you can't get any answers to these things (laughs) this is a mystery but anyway I, I changed things up a little bit so I took a bit of a break so I had a few days where I didn't post at all then I did some posts without any hashtags at all I was just sort of testing things around and mixed up the types of posts and then suddenly it seemed like things had sort of kicked back into to growth stage yeah. again so I guess there are ups and downs with Instagram I think that's I mean we just can't explain it we don't know the algorithm ins yeah. and outs but yeah, there's a few experts out there uh, yeah. that, have, that have ideas but yeah, yeah. No, no one really knows. But I suppose it's uh, it's helpful for me to say to people that I have had periods of big growth and I've also had plateaus. But anyway, back to the point, when I've had big periods of growth, there's been one thing in common and it has related to posting video, whether that be on stories or on your feed. Uh, video tends to sit up higher on the explore page it just has a higher weight I think as far as Instagram is concerned and like you're saying it just grabs people's attention much more easily and people are looking for more from Instagram than just a photograph these days they're looking for people are coming to Instagram in some ways almost a bit like YouTube they're looking for tips and techniques and you know advice and things they can implement in their lives and they're looking for more than just a visual image so number one I guess approach this year is to increase uh, video content on the on the feed again and and see what happens and I've also noticed on other artists page that I follow that a few artists that I know have had really really big growth all of them have that in common they post a lot of video a lot of time lapses Mm, and finished uh, uh, finished pieces some of the time lapses are just process type stuff but mm-hmm. stuff that people can put into action so tips techniques and yes finished artwork I do find that my finished pieces tend to get more love on Instagram than stuff that's sort of half finished yeah but I still think it's good to show a well-rounded approach so yeah so video content and 
I think recognising another sort of idea is just recognising the social aspect of Instagram. Yeah, well, I was about to ask you that. Like, mm. it's for your post to hang around longer, it has to get comments and likes straight away. And then it'll build from there. Yeah. So yeah. what you're doing now or what you're proposing to do now is hang around a little bit longer? Yeah, so I went from one extreme to another. So when I first started my Instagram, I would hang around for quite a long time, basically just watching to see if anyone was paying attention and I would respond to almost every comment that is simply not possible anymore just because it would take me hours to keep on top of it but I went through a phase of kind of doing a post and walk away now I've decided that a happy medium between those two is to hang around but have a bit of a time limit on it so at the moment I'm saying like post something and then hang around for about 15 minutes and respond to questions and engage on that post as soon as you put it up And it does help with the um, traction that your post will get. People then who ask questions later on, they might be able to find their answer in the comments, comments, you know. So I think it's reasonable to have a limit to not expect yourself to always be answering everything. I think the time that you post is important and not just in the sense that you post at a time where most of your followers are online, but that you post at a time when you actually have time for 15 minutes of answering questions for 15 minutes of answering questions so you might use a scheduler as I do sometimes Um, I might schedule a post in advance and you might think about a time in the day when you're likely to have a cup of tea in hand sitting on the couch or something and actually have 15-20 minutes Hmm. to just do that Uh, so sometimes for me um, in the afternoon after the kids have come home and everyone sort of had a bit of a snack sometimes then is a good time for me because I'm not prepping dinner or anything yet I've kind of wrapped up other stuff for the day and it, I've got a bit of time. But interestingly, when I was looking on my scheduling apps that I've used in the past, so I've used Later and I'm using Tailwind at the moment and even on the analytics that are within Instagram and it tells you when are the sort of good times to post. And this has always like baffled me and confused me because every single thing that I use tells me different things. And to this day, I still don't really know. Um, but a lot of them were telling me that the optimum time to post was 6 a.m. or 9 p.m. And that's around how many people are online at that time. But I was just listening to something recently and it's... You can find that if you post at those times, yes, your followers may be online. Get lost in the chaff. But there's also everyone else posting at that time. So you've got added competition. And so lately I've been posting at what would be probably deemed in my apps and things as as a not optimal time (laughs) but you know in the afternoon three four in the afternoon and and that's been really effective so yeah I think it's just a case of experiment yeah and watch this space yeah Yeah. I I don't have an answer for you there that I could just say post here and things will grow for you but I think it's good to keep an eye on things I mean you don't want to get bogged down in analytics and things like that I went for ages where I never even looked at my analytics but it can be interesting to have a look from time to time to see which of your posts are doing well how important is the copy that you write for a post just for Instagram it's super important Uh, as I was saying earlier these days just posting up something and relying on its kind of visual weight sometimes it'll carry you 
you know, if it's, mm-hmm. it's a good piece of art that resonates with people. But it's not good practice. A better practice is to be thinking about making content that's engaging with people. And so that could be asking a question, sharing a technique, telling a story, uh, maybe a poll. We're mm-hmm. thinking about doing something like that because we've got I think for our next online shop update, we have maybe 12 pieces we could pick from, but we want to choose down to six. We want to get it down to six uh, prints that we're going to do on a limited edition basis. So we were only chatting this morning about perhaps a good idea would be to run a poll and get people's opinions on which pieces they like the best. Mm-hmm. So I think it is really, really important to think about how are you engaging with your audience. Because you were saying that when you were... When you, when you hit that slump that you decided to take a break from using hashtags. Mm. So what's your strategy around hashtags now? I've gone in a few different directions with hashtags over time. So I've tried out using just a few, so maybe seven to ten hashtags. I've mm-hmm. tried using all 30 that is available and I've had kind of mixed results. So I think I'm gonna, going to test out a few different hashtag groups. So I'm going to put together a few different hashtag groups and save them and I'm going to monitor and see if there's any correlation between posts that get more engagement particularly uh, more people are accessing that post via hashtags because if you look in your Instagram insights and you have a look at the analytics you can see how people are finding your post so you can see whether they're coming via the explore page or you can see if they found it through a hashtag. I'm going to have a little bit of a look at what's going on if I can make any sense of it, but I just don't know. I just, I find hashtags a real mystery. Do you know what? If anyone else who's listening has any ideas around hashtag strategy, send me a message. I'd love to know. I think most things on Instagram, I feel like I have a bit of a handle on, but with the hashtags, it's it's one of those things that I've always been a little bit uncertain about. Kind of, should I use 30? Should I use 10? Should I use uh, my own branded hashtags? Should I use popular hashtags in the art community? How big a hashtag is too big to yeah. get noticed? Going back to like posts, like I yeah. know you want to do more video and that kind of mm. stuff. But I've always been asking you to do, you know, like carousel. Yeah. You know, one, yeah. two or three. Yeah. And you're quite averse to that. Like, is there any reason you're against that? I do. I do do carousel posts from time to time. Do you? Yeah. I like doing carousel posts if I have a online shop situation. Yeah. So <laughs> you we're know, doing a few coming So up. like if I've got six pieces, I've put them on a carousel mm-hmm. to flick through. I haven't used carousel posts that much. And one of the reasons for it probably is they haven't been in amongst my best performing posts. So... I'm still, the jury's out on those for me. If there's four pieces of awesome art. Yeah. They're awesome individual posts. Yeah, that's You don't right. want to waste them yeah. on a carousel. I think if you're telling a bit of a story, a carousel can be quite good. Like if you yeah. had a piece of art and you wanted to show the progress of it, layer one, layer two, layer three, the final piece on the on the top of the post. Yeah. That could be pretty cool. So let's say I'm following you and I go into my Instagram and I come down to your post. I will see the first picture of your carousel. Now, if I don't stop, if I just keep going, mm. um, nothing happens. The next time I go onto Instagram, if I come across that post again, I don't come to the first, I come to the second. It automatically rotates through. I did not know that. Yeah. So there you go. There's, a, there's something new for me. I definitely want to continue using Instagram stories and exploring ways to use that to get to know my audience better. 
Like you're, pre- you're preaching to the choir here. Like I'm, I'm, yeah, I've been pushing you on stories and on going live. Yes, I've never gone live. I know. <laughs> um, last year we did a bit of exploring with stories and I was sharing a little bit more of my like, personal life, trying that out. But what I'm finding is that when I share more of a behind the scenes look at my creative practice that's what's that's what's connecting with people the most didn't we figure that out ages ago that people don't people care aren't interested you. in my life. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm, it's really sad yeah. no Beautiful yeah picture of laura with the kids i know 250 i know <laughs> we were all devastated weren't we nobody wants to know you every now and then i test the waters but it seems that it's the audience has spoken they have they they're interested in in the art and the process they only the want techniques. to see your hands yeah. and the art. Yeah. That's it. Take nope. your face away. Don't want to see your face. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and, and that's not the case for all. This is going to sound really bad now. It's, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say, it's not the case for all businesses or brands. For some accounts, bringing in that personal element is, is really powerful. I'm more comfortable with that in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, the podcast is great because we can just bring in a little bit more around what's going on and then I can keep my Instagram mostly focused on yeah. my art, my creative practice, what's going on in the studio. And I think that's sort of a happy, happy sort of balance there. So yeah. your strategy for 2019? My strategy in a nutshell for Instagram yeah. um, this year is to maintain I guess a clear focus around what my purpose with Instagram is, which is to generate traffic to my website and to get to know my audience and community better so that I can create classes and other um, free resources that will ultimately serve them well. To create more video content uh, in both stories and on the feed, to focus on engagement more so than how many likes you get on a post but to really focus on what posts are more engaging are getting more comments more direct messages more um, website hits so just to make sure I'm not getting caught up in the wrong numbers so I'm definitely going to look at engagement and be creative around the types of posts that I put up I am going to explore the e-commerce capabilities of Instagram more and make sure that I'm using what's available for me in order to be able to I guess make you know make sales yeah that's that's the reality isn't Mm -hmm. it so to look at the selling use it to its full potential yeah the selling options I mean we're in business after all so yes so the selling options for Instagram and to optimize my posts by doing the thing that I've been a little bit resistant around but actually looking at my analytics and learning about uh, the best times to post the best hashtags to use and just overall which posts are engaging more so I I can learn what my audience is enjoying. Yeah, well, let's hope uh, what you put into practice. Mm. Maybe we can do a review. To make it easier for people to understand, let's bring some numbers in next time, shall we? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Let's be, yeah. let's be more analytical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I resist that. but Let's optimise our podcast. Yes. We're <laughs> but what we'll do is we'll have a little look at our numbers and see if implementing this these strategies that we've just talked about whether it's having an impact whether we're experiencing say more growth let's say if we looked at it in maybe a few bit more than a few weeks but a couple of months even and see if the 
let's say we looked at from now onwards. So maybe from end of March, we had a look to see whether our growth has improved, say, for December, January, whether we've had in better luck. <laughs> well, what you should do now is you should yeah. go off, you should take notes yeah. on what you have. And then we can, we can see whether we're seeing some improvements now that we're taking this more active approach with Instagram. Yeah, and if it works, then we yeah. can say, look, we did it. Maybe give it a go for yourself. Yeah, but having said all that, I still recognise that Instagram is only one piece of the puzzle. Yes, yeah. the website is the, yeah. what, the golden we, goose. Yes, which is why I said it as the very first point. I don't want to lose sight of the, of the fact that what I'm primarily wanting to do is to build resources on my website and encourage people over there. Instagram is really just a gateway, you know, and I like to think of it that way. Well, that's a wrap on this week's podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to find out more about my art business and access any of the free resources that are available, you can go to laurahornart.com. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, we absolutely love reading reviews or seeing when you share the podcast over on Instagram stories. It's a fabulous way for us to connect with new listeners and we really appreciate it. So again, thank you for listening and see you next week.